Today, we're sitting down with Dr. Serrano, who is the owner of Ignite Chiropractic right here in Palm Harbor, Florida. Now, I was first introduced to Dr. Serrano and his team through our daughter's dentist, who had recommended um, them if we needed any of their services. And uh, upon like doing some research and meeting Dr. Serrano, you immediately knew why uh, he's so great at, at what he does and kind of his approach to um, to his profession. And his story is very interesting in how he became a chiropractor. So be sure to stick around for that. I know he's going to bring a ton of value for you as a listener. And I really hope you enjoy this episode. And um, if you're interested in meeting with Dr. Serrano or meeting with anybody in his team or just learning more about his services, all the links will be in the description below. Um, So check him out. Visit them. He's right there at the corner of Tampa Road and McMullen Booth Road. So let's jump into this episode with Dr. Serrano. Welcome to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I'm your host, Florida native and real estate ninja, Donnie Hathaway. You know, I started this podcast because I'm extremely passionate about connecting you with the people and the local businesses that make Palm Harbor so special. Palm Harbor, Florida is a great place to live, work, and play. It has everything you could dream of, from the food, the outdoors, the lifestyle, to the people in the community. I wanted to create a podcast that connected the community and inspired everyone to live better. To join this community and stay up to date on all things Palm Harbor, visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com and sign up there to join the locals. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. So welcome, Dr. Serrano. Um, appreciate you being on the podcast, man. I'm looking forward to doing this. Yeah, man. Thank you. I, I love uh, what you're doing here with uh, Palm Harbor Lo- Local. So I'm excited. Yeah, cool. So you own um, Ignite Chiropractic. Uh, how long have you had that business and um, how long have you been practicing uh, your, your craft? Yeah. Uh, well, I've been practicing now for 14 years, which is crazy. <laughs> yes. You don't I look, look, like I look in the mirror. I'm like, I don't feel that way, but <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thanks. But, uh, so 14 years of practice, this current, uh, office we've been at for four months, I believe we just moved into this office. But prior to this, like the business itself, we just, we're literally just down the street. Okay. We've been in business for eight years now. So, okay. so we've been around for eight years about four months at this new location and we're pumped about it. (laughs) Nice. It is a good spot. It's, you know, centrally located. Right. Um, so how did you, how did you get into, to this business and, and like what led you down the path of becoming a doctor of chiropractic? Yeah, no, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm passionate about what we do at the office and, and it all comes back to my story. You know, when I, I, I'll shorten and give you the the 30 second, maybe a couple minute version here. Um, (laughs) growing up, I was a child that was constantly sick, always on medication and at, at like two and a half weeks old, my mom was said I was really colicky and she didn't know what to do. So she literally took me back to the hospital. Like he cries all the time. I have no clue what's going on. So they found out that I had double hernias and immediately rushed me into the surgery room. They fixed oh, wow. the hernias. Yeah. And anytime you give, so you do any kind of surgery, the next thing they do to prevent infections is they put you on antibiotics. Yeah. So they put me on antibiotics, destroyed my gut. So from two and a half weeks all the way through elementary school, I was one of the skinniest kids you're ever going to see. I could not hold food down. Um, this is funny now, probably wasn't funny back then, but I was in the hospital so often with 
diarrhea. Oh yeah. <laughs> they called me Mr. Diarrhea at the hospital. <laughs> I would always be in there for, if you're eating, sorry. You know, <laughs> I just didn't have a good gut and it yeah. was, I was skinny cause I couldn't hold nutrients in. Yeah. So anyways, fast forward going into middle school, I started to pass out and they did blood work and they said that I was hypoglycemic and that's when your blood sugar drops. Mm -hmm. So the answer to my mom was that I had to walk around with a candy bar and a juice pack, like a Capri Sun. Because if my blood sugar, sugar, exactly, if my blood sugar goes down, I got to bring it back up. Yeah. So you give a free range or free game of candy bars and juices to a middle schooler. That's all they're going to eat, right? And that's all I ate. (laughs) And so in two years, I literally went from being the skinniest kid in my class to the most obese kid in my middle school class. Wow. And, um, I remember being back at the doctor's office. And if you could think back to middle school, bullying starts happening, hormones start to change, girls, all the things. And I'm back at the doctor's office. They came back because they had done more blood work. And then they said, um, well, your grandparents are diabetic. They have cardiovascular issues and went down the list of their medications and stuff. And then said, looked at my mom and you're already on the, you know, these medications. And they said, this is just in your genes. And mm-hmm. I went home that day and I remember like it was yesterday because I was processing what's going on at school, processing what they have told me. And um, I went to my drawer. I opened the drawer. I picked up a tie. I fastened it to the door on the top of the door. I put it around my neck and I tried committing suicide that day. Mm. And for my first, I think, six years of practice, I never shared my story. But now I share that openly. Hey, hey, it, it, I've been able to connect with a ton of students here locally just with everything going on the mental health side of things. But I share it because I would have not have ended up that way if a doctor would have sat my parents down and actually taught them what health was. Mm-hmm. Like they said, hey, Yes, there's genetics involved here, but there are choices we can make. There's, there's things that we can do to, 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 to subside some of these or to like switch some of these genes off. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what drives everything in our practice. And, you know, we were talking earlier about education. Like that is the number one thing we want to do in our practice, educate our patients. Like, yes, you might, the doctor might've said, this is in your genes, but there's so many things that you can do, lifestyle choice that we can make to either, uh, to just function better, to heal better. So yeah. anyways. So I tried showing that for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, that was yeah. great. Um, it's, and so I recently visited your practice as, as we were talking about, right. And like one of the things that, that, you know, caught my attention was like that education, like you were talking about, yeah. like, so when you go back for like a follow-up visit, you have a video, a 15 minute video that kind of gives you an overview of what you guys do and, and kind of how you guys can help and that sort of stuff. And then it's like, you know, you have a questionnaire to write down yeah. your questions as you're going through the video and stuff. And it's super helpful and, um, I have never experienced that before, you know, yeah. so it's really cool to, to have that. Um, so you had, you had mentioned something in your story about like medicine and, and that sort of stuff. Like yeah. why, why do you think, um, medicine is what it is and, and where, or, and I think it's changing, right? Yep. Like you're, you're part of that where now it's like educating the the client on, you know, their options and that sort of stuff instead of before where it's just, okay, you're sick. Here's what you need to, to feel better. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And, um, I, I literally, the first week in my, in my chiropractic journey at school, one of our first classes, there was a professor that got up and said, um, does anybody in here know what, no, do they, do you know what doctor means? And, you know, people said, oh, somebody who's a healer and all these different questions or answers. And he says, no, all the thing, all that doctor means it's educator, it's teacher. 
That's why uh, you could get a doctorate in horology. If you don't know what that is, that's a study of watches, <laughs> horology, <laughs> or watchmaker. Um, botany, I, I, it doesn't matter. If you put enough time and you get enough experience, you can be a doctor in anything because you can teach any subject, yeah. right? You can te- there's, everything's taught, uh, teachable. We, as society, have taken doctor to mean healer. Mm. And I think that's where we got, we, we got off track, I think. I think when, when we look at a person and we think, hey, that's the person that can heal me, I think we get off because the doctors can't heal you. That healing's inside of you. Like, like if you cut yourself shaving this morning, what did you have to do for that to heal? Right. <laughs> Nothing. Like eventually you clot and you heal. Like the doctor didn't have to do anything. Your body inside has this amazing healing power. We just have to work with that power, not against it. Mm-hmm. Shaving, right? If you're on blood thinners, that's a medication. Some people need it to save their life. So they don't clot. But if you're on a blood thinner and you cut yourself, guess what happens? You, you don't heal exactly right. you don't clot it and you don't heal as quickly you just interfered with the healing process so so that's the way we have to look at this it's like the doctors aren't the healer we're just here to teach you we're here to educate you you and your family give you all your options and then you can make the best option for your health and your family and um and that's our job i think that's the main job of doctors should be that mm-hmm. let me teach you yes there's medications you can take here's natural approaches now what do you think is best for your family and let's work together to to, to accomplish whatever goals you have so, mm-hmm. so i think that's to answer your question i think that's it i think we're pointing out for healing instead of saying no no there's something that can heal me in here i just have to figure out which what's the best path and there's just so much confusion out there when it comes to the best path best path <laughs> right and it depends yeah. on um and it could be different for every person and kind of what yeah. they're, where they're at in their life and what they are willing to, you know, maybe they want to try a different path and, yep. and it doesn't work out. And then, so they try something else, right? Absolutely. So giving them that option, yep. giving them that, that control. Yeah. We're not, we're not one of those places that says, Hey, I, I hate that. What's going on over there. Don't do that. No, no. There, there's a time and place for medications. There's a yeah. time and place for surgeries. There's a time and place for, for all of those things. And I think that that's saved a lot of people's lives. But I guess what, what I don't like to see is when we take a medication, I guess if somebody wants to do that's fine. But as a medical community, when we take a medication as a, a cover up and let people and, and have people just continue doing what they're doing without actually educating them on other options, mm-hmm. right? Just say blood pressure goes up to 300. Here's a medication. See you. See, bye bye. Yeah. <laughs> so they should, they no, no. Take care of it. Yeah. Take the medication. But hey, if you did X, Y, and Z, we can potentially get you off this medication. I mean, that's the option. That's a better option, I think. So, yeah. I would agree. And, and, and that, I think that discussion like never happened before. It was like, you know, maybe this is the, this is the start of fixing or trying to improve your health, yep. but here are the other options to improve it long-term. Absolutely. So you're not on the medicine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think you mentioned, I mean, it, if you look at society in general, like it's shifting, like yeah. there's a palpable shift yeah. in, in the next generations uh, that they want. They want an answer. They don't want to just take a pill to cover up symptoms anymore. Yeah. They're, they're, they're willing to take, do some work now. So what do you think, what what do you think is like the root cause of that? Or is it, is it just like information, is it information that's been available and, and you know, the internet and stuff that's kind of changed like our mindsets? If I'm I'm honest, like there's just a lot, there's, there's been a lot of misinformation out there Mm -hmm. when it comes to medicine. Mm -hmm. And I think it's being, it's getting exposed. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the old thought was, Hey, you take this pill and, um, it's going to heal X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, you turn on the TV, there's enough commercials saying, Hey, if you took pill X in, you know, 10 years ago, call me, you know, the lawyer, because this pill now causes X, yeah, Y, and Z. So, right, right. so now we, I think we're just more educated. Like you said, yes, but there's just more exposure of there's, it's not as the transparency wasn't there. And I think it's, it's being exposed mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, that can save you and it can help. 
but underlying all that there's there's more to to, to be mm-hmm. to be uncovered i guess maybe mm-hmm. that's the best way yeah, to say it I, I like that um so why did you want to become a chiropractor <laughs> What's up, Palm Harbor? It's your host, Donnie Hathaway. If you are looking to stay up to date with all things Palm Harbor, then visit my website. It's palmharborlocal.com. Super simple. You can sign up there, join the locals, where I'll be sharing more information on local events, local history, and what's happening in Palm Harbor. You know, I really want to create and add more value to you as a listener for spending your valuable time tuning into my podcast. So join me there, keep listening, and remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor local. I didn't. <laughs> um, did you ever like growing up? Did you ever want to be like, what did you want no, to grow no. up? No, no, I, I, I said I was really sick Yeah, and then became a pretty, pretty big kid. Then in um, high school, I started playing basketball. So I lost all the weight, but I still had terrible stomach you know, issues. So I'm on my first year of college and I just know that I want to figure things out. I want to help people. So I'm doing pre-med and okay. um, probably after the, first couple of months I'm walking in the hallway and I'm in turning to the lunchroom and there's like a graduate, I was a smaller college. So they had a graduate fair. So like medical schools were there and all the other schools that you can go to after, okay. if you graduate, you know, yeah. once you get your bachelor's and I looked over to the corner there's a table with a spine on it and it was a chiropractic college. Okay. And I thought to myself, Oh, those quacks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all, I, I didn't know anything better. Most of us thought at some point yeah. and, I thought, and then I thought, you know, ambulance chasers, pain, back pain, but there was a cute girl there. I have to go check this out. Right. So I went up and probably did some lame back chiropractic joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she looked at me and stopped and she said, no, there's so much more to it than that. And she said, you know, when, when God made the body, the brain was put here to control everything for your heart to beat, lungs to breathe for you to digest food. You know, every message has to go through the spine. And like in two minutes, I was just like, how come nobody's ever told me this? I'm taking an amateur physiology right now. And th- yes, the nervous system controls everything. And I remember I was not one to skip school, but back then I didn't have an iPhone with Google on it or, or yeah. anything. So I <laughs> ran upstairs to the library. I'm yahooing chiropractic and testimonies. And it was just like one testimony after another, after another. And I knew that day, like, this is what I'm doing. This wow. is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And, uh, yeah. and that's it. See, that's for me. I, you know, I, I, I'm a believer. So I think by the grace of God, he put me in that position. He put this girl there and, and off I went. Actually, I've looked back at the school. I was like, can I find records of this girl? Can I find like oh, who yeah. this person was? Because yeah. I mean, literally she's transformed my life, my kid's life. My kids are growing up radically different. <laughs> I have, okay. if I add the ages of my four kids, I think it's 32 years of, okay. I would say parenting or yeah. of care, childcare or kid care in my house or whatever. Um, and if I'm thinking, I think back, we've had in 32 years, one bout of an antibiotic for a MRSA infection. That was a skin thing. That was this crazy thing at, a, at the that, sh- that one of my kids. So that's, yeah. that's different. Wow. Yeah. Compared to what's out there, right? Like one bout of antibiotics. Like yeah. that's crazy. So she's transformed my life, my family, thousands of patients. And I cannot thank this person because I have no clue who she is. No, you can't find her. I nothing. cannot find her. Crazy. So, yeah. Um, what well, is kind of cool? Like, I, I think, I wonder if there's, you know, so before that, before you decided to go to, to be a chiropractor, were you just going pre-med and you were just going to get a, you know, a doctor of medicine? Absolutely. I was going to yeah. figure out, Hey, I want to do something medicine to help people. And I don't know yeah. what that is exactly, but, but I'm going to that. I want I'll figure that out as we go. So, yeah, it's interesting how we, you know, we kind of like look back and, you know, our, our lives now that we're older and stuff. And there's usually like one defining moment or something that like kind of changes things. Yeah. Right. Especially like career wise. Um, like kind of put you on a different path and stuff. That's pretty, pretty cool that, oh, yeah. that happened for you. 
Um, so, so you mentioned one thing about, um, when you started early on in your practice about, um, like sharing your message and, and that sort of stuff and your belief and kind of the way you practice medicine and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and, and having like the fear of talking and, and video and that sort of <laughs> stuff. So you, like if anybody's seen any of your, the content and stuff that you have, I mean, you go to the office and there's videos all over the place of, you know, the video that you've created yeah. and everything. So like, how did you overcome that fear? Cause I think a lot of people have the fear of talking in front of people, talking on video and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So when I first graduated from college, um, there's some pretty big loans, if, you know, if you, to get to chiropractic mm-hmm. school. And, um, I went to, and I practiced for maybe like two weeks at a, what most people think of chiropractic clinic, it, which was a place where they, they saw a lot of auto accident cases, which is okay. Like if somebody's in an auto accident and they go to a, what they, what's called a PIP clinic, right. Or an auto accident clinic. Okay. Um, and I was there for a couple of weeks and I just knew that there was so much more than just dealing with like the immediate pain. And I was really disillusioned because I was like, man, there's so, I, I, I want to share like the message of health. I just, I don't want to treat just back pain, which it's okay. Like I said, we help with back pain. They do a great job. And in that I started to, um, sh- you know, practice, uh, shadow another practice. And I said, this is what I want to do, which was somebody who, who taught health and he became my mentor mentor. So I went to the practice. We, I switched. And in doing that, I, I early, really early figured like to do this, you have to teach people. Mm. I mean, you have to get in front of people and talk to them. Yeah. And I just, I would get up in front of people. And I remember it was like yesterday. So like you said, the video that you saw at the office, we used to do that, or that my mentor used to do that once a week live in front of people just to explain like, Hey, you're a new patient. Mm. This is what we're about. And it was about like a 30 minute talk. He came in, I came in and I was after like six months, I was supposed to do the talk Yeah. <laughs> and I walk in and I do the talk and I walk out and everybody, like the whole team looks at me and says, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And like, they looked at the watch, like, yeah, it only took you seven minutes. <laughs> you did a 32 <laughs> minute talk in seven minutes. Like, what would you miss? You I'm like, <laughs> I, said, I said everything. I, I still talk fast now, but yeah. yes, very fast. Yeah. Nobody understood a word I said. And I remember maybe shortly after that, there was a defining moment where I said, you know what? I have to draw a line in the sand and I'm just, I, I'm going to have to get over my fear. I, I'm going to have to get better at this. And I said, anytime I'm invited to speak in front of a group or whatever it looks like, if it's to share the message of health, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And just slowly but surely, I'm not great at this, but I'm, I think I can at least communicate the message that I'm trying to communicate. And, yeah. and that's it. That's, yeah. So, so you're, I think what helped you like overcome that fear is just like the bigger why of like, this is, this is what yeah. I want to do. This is my purpose. And, and yeah. if I'm going to be able to do that, I have to be able to talk in front of people. hundred percent. And yeah. yeah, I just felt this need, like people need to know what I know. Like I, I took it as a gift. I have this gift yeah, right. <laughs> and people have to know this. Like, you know, yeah. there's, there's lives out there that, that, that could be transformed from this message. So right, yeah, right. you're absolutely right. I like that. So you mentioned this a couple of times, but, and, and then like in your questionnaire, like when you have new patients, like you ask this for them and that's to define health. And so like when I read that, when I first got there, I'm like, Hmm, I, I don't really know how to define health, you know? So I want to hear like your definition of health and, and kind of where that came from. Yeah. Um, when, when we, when we do, do define health, typically in our society, we define it as how we feel. Right. If I feel good, I equate that to being healthy. Yeah. And it's because that's look at the, the, the commercials, right? If you have a headache, you what? you take a medication, it makes you yeah. feel better. Mm-hmm. But at no point does that medication actually build health in my body. So if we're going to define health, all we have to do is look up the definition of health 
And let's go by the definition. And it doesn't matter what dictionary, what Google search you do. Every single time, the definition of health is going to have one little word in there, and it's function. Mm. It's how your body's functioning. So health really equals function. If I'm functioning well, uh, I like to say if I'm functioning at 100%, like that's ultimate health. If I'm on the other side at 0%, we're not here anymore. Right. And every single one of us, every decision that we make either drives us towards better health, better healing, better function, or moves us towards sickness, disease, and early death. I think it's kind of funny. My previous practice, um, I was just north of where we are currently, and I put my practice in a little strip mall, and next to me, they end up building a Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) (laughs) And then if I go... Two doors down, they have a Domino's Pizza now. Nice. Now they're doing like a pretzel house where I used to be. But but I, I always joke with patients. On that health continuum, right, zero to 100, if I ate breakfast at Dunkin' Donuts, lunch and dinner at D- Domino's, and then maybe had some snacks at the pretzel place, like mm-hmm. we know which way I'm going. I'm going towards 100. Mm-hmm. And so we get this, but nobody ever teaches it like this. Nobody, We don't view it that way. But when we start to view health on that continuum of zero to 100, and function, then we start to make different decisions when we look at a medication and say, well, is this really increasing function? And then we can ask the question, well, if this is not, what is it that I can do to actually increase function so I'm not having, yeah. you plug in the blank, cholesterol issues, blood pressure, uh, uh, acid reflux, headaches, whatever that is. Yeah. And then let's say, let's look at the root causes that we can actually work on to increase function so you're not having these symptoms. Yeah, so. I like that. So what are... Um, what are like some probably generic, like basic tips and stuff to practice good health? Like if someone um, like this message is kind of new to them or they're not really sure where to start, like what are some basic foundational principles that they can Yeah, um, that's great. Start? Um, in our practice, we follow or we put together what we call the five pillars of health. I love it. And number one is your mindset. Like our mind, if you are not sleeping well, you're not healing well. Like we heal when we sleep and rest. Yeah. So if you're anxious all the time, if you're stressed out, if you're on the go all the time and you're not giving enough, getting your, your enough rest to your soul and your mind, we know that's going to impact your health. Right? People say stress kills you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it increases cortisol and I could go through the whole hormone pathway and neurotransmitters what happens with that. It does shorten your life. Um, number two is nutrition, right? And if we eat more nutritious, healthier foods, guess what? That's going to increase health in our body. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, movement, exercise. Like we're not meant to be sitting here in front of microphones or in front of a computer. Like our bodies are meant to move. Yeah. So nowadays, because we're not getting movement in, like tilling the field and grabbing crops and moving, moving, and um, we have to make sure that we're cognizant of when are we going to put the time in to actually move our bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is decreased toxicity. Like when you look around us, we have more chemical toxins in our environment than ever before. And this is impacting not us as adults as much. It is, but it's even impacting our next generation even more. Yeah. Um, every year they come up with more and more chemicals and products that are when, when we ingest them or we put them on our skin, it affects our hormones. It affects the way we, we heal and function. And then the last one is the nervous system, is our posture. You know, grandma always said, sit up straight. Yeah. <laughs> there was a reason for that. You know, if you look at the as you lose posture there's a, a, a ton of research that shows the more deviation you have from neutral posture the more um complications you have to your health there's a direct correlation oh, wow. yeah um i would like to say if you if you've ever been um, to a nursing home i always ask people like what's the posture nobody's standing sitting up straight and, and, and prancing around right right they're stooped over and that's the nursing home posture because as you lose posture your nervous system can't function as good as well and you start to lose function. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think those are five things that you can 
just pick one, right? If your yeah, mind, start with one, right? Yeah, you have yeah. your nutrition, you have toxicity, you have exercise yeah. and, and, and posture and your spine. And just that's what we tell patients. Let's start with the spine, which controls everything. Mm-hmm. Let's move then to the next step for you. What, what's the next challenge? And then we help patients. And, and, you know, for the next six months, year, two years, they'll look back. And as they start taking small steps in these five pillars, they'll really see the change and transformation, not only for themselves, but their, for their family. Yeah. And it takes time too. Like that's yeah, the key. Absolutely. Right? And, and just starting with one, I know for myself, like mindset is like putting myself, there's certain things that I can do, you know, to kind of start my day or just throughout the week to kind of keep myself in that like kind of right mindset to kind of handle the challenges that they come up with, you know, day to day, having a family, a job and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Have um, you, have you ever shared that here? With, with, how do you start your day? Cause that, that's always fun um, and interesting. Yeah. I've, I've shared it like a few different, a few different things, but, but I, I think yeah. for me it's, so I read a, a book over here that I have on, on the desk, uh, Miracle Morning. And that, that kind of like started, you know, the, the path of like, how do I start my day and that sort awesome. of stuff. Right. So they have, he calls it savers. Um, okay. so, um, S is, let me see if I can remember all this um, scripture. So like journaling something mm-hmm. A is for affirmation. So if you have an affirmation, you know, journal awesome, it, yeah. write it down um, or just repeat it to yourself. V is for vi- visualizations. So visualizing your goal or your day, whatever it is. Um, uh, v E is for E is for exercise. R is for reading. And then S is for the last S is for silence. So like meditation or anything yeah. like that. Right. So if you can fit his, his thing is like to do all that within an hour. Um, so if you can do all that with an hour, like it doesn't have to be long, like exercise for five, 10 minutes, yep. whatever you have time for, um, just to do all those things in the morning, you know, I love it. And that's that just awesome. sets you up for the day. Uh, I have something similar. I go through the literally almost the five pillars basically. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. So the five pillars of health, I, I try to try to each one of those hit something in each one. Yeah. Um, so I said mindset, right? Like you said, I do a, what I call a five, a 50, a 15 minute triathlon, <laughs> spiritual triathlon. Okay. So I'll read five minutes of scripture. For me, I journal for five minutes and then I pray for five minutes. Okay. Um, so that's the mindset part. Uh, exercise. I try to get, you know, like a hit, hit, hit training, 12 minutes to 15, maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Some type of hit training. Um, I'll do a, a green drink okay. to help new, to get nutrients in and for detoxification. And then, um, this, this might be a weird one, but I do some, something called rebounding. Rebounding. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just like a small trampoline and you rebound for a minimum of five to 10 minutes, okay. uh, almost like you're jumping rope on it. And that helps with lymphatic drainage. So at uh, night, your body is um, healing. And that healing process, it creates a lot of toxicity and byproducts. So that goes into your lymph. So then it could get out of your system. So when you're doing that rebounding, that is a, that's great to get the lymphatic system, you know, flowing and running and, and going. So, okay. so, so yeah, so that's, that's a five pillars. I go through that and um, that's how I start my mornings. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, similar. A lot of similar similarities. Right. And yeah. I think that's the key, right? Is just to find find whatever path works for you, whatever things, whatever, you know, ideas work for you and, yep. and just stick with those. Yeah, you know? that's great. I like that. Um, so what, um, what are some things that you, so being in Palm Harbor, hmm? one thing I like to ask everybody is, is like, what do you do outside of work when you're not working or what do you enjoy doing? Oh, that's a good one. At this moment, I have four kids. I don't know if I said that earlier. <laughs> It's spending time with the kids and family. Yeah. Like that's just like, it just takes all the time. But when I do have time to myself, other than that, I, I, I do enjoy golfing. Yeah. So, golfing. I like yep. it. so I try to get out once a week on Fridays after work, sneak out before the kids get out of school. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's kind of, do you have, um, what do you, what's one of your favorite courses around here? Um, I play up, up in uh, Cypress run. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just a little North of Palm Harbor, Harbor yep. Springs. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, I've heard, I've heard good things about yeah. the course. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Um, awesome. Well, this has been fun. I appreciate you coming on and, uh, and kind of sharing, you know, your, your business and, and everything like that. So thank you, Dr. Serrano. Yeah. Appreciate thanks it. for having me. It's great. Yep. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Palm Harbor Local. I really hope you got a ton of value out of of today's episode. Now, if you're looking to connect with the guest or just get more information on the episode, then you can check the description below. I'll have all the links in the episode as well as a link back to my website. It's palmharborlocal.com where you can stay up to date on what's going on with the podcast and sign up there to join the locals. Let's get after it this week. And remember, together, we keep Palm Harbor Local.